Hey everybody, it's JP. A quick note before we get started, due to some technical issues, the sound quality is a little inconsistent on this episode. My apologies for that. We'll be back to our normal sound quality by the next episode. Hoping you're all keeping safe and healthy and look forward to talking to you soon by email or on social media. Today we're reviewing 28 Black Sour Mango Kiwi Energy Drink, Hard Bite 18 Karat Gold Chips, and Hershey's Fifth Avenue Bar. Let's eat. Hi, welcome to Junk Foodies, the podcast where we talk about the foods your parents said would spoil your appetite. Today, my guest is food blogger Amanda. Amanda, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. So I think you've listened to a few episodes of this. Just to give you a refresher of how it works is uh, we're going to do a couple of questions and answers, and then we'll get to the food reviews. At the end of the show, we'll give a star rating to all the things that we've reviewed today. Uh, One star is I wouldn't pick this up again. Two stars is I would seek it out again. And three stars is best of the best. Oh my God, this is amazing and I want more now. Sound good? Absolutely. Great. So we're going to kick it right off with uh, what's your drink of choice these days? Now, you're a new mom, so that might be a different answer than it would have been a year ago. Probably the same, actually. I'm a big pop fan uh, if going out for drinks with friends, so a Coke or a Coke Slurpee. Okay, so no no room for Pepsi in your cart? Not usually, no. <laughs> so Coke or Coke Slurpee, excellent. Well, I have some ideas for the next time we do this. Any memory you have that sticks out revolving around junk food? probably I had my sister and I had another pair of sisters we were friends with in school and we ripple chips with French onion dips specifically had to be that combo and play board games all night those were delicious yes it sounds great and any particular brand or just anything rippled and any kind of dip as long as it fit those criteria well it has to be the old Dutch and the Philly dip for sure I see I see (laughs) what's your go-to snack between meals nowadays probably be cheese like just little blocks of cheese always have those in the house actually okay nice high protein healthy snack and if you're doing something maybe a little more indulgent Ooh, cheesies for sure i'm seeing a theme actually i'm beginning to see a theme <laughs> as well I, I think i know how you might answer the sweet versus savory question but we'll get there in just a second okay and cheesies not cheetos yes the nacho cheesies specifically all right all right what is one item that you find inexplicably popular that you can't stand yourself? I really don't like those novelty milkshakes with all the stuff heaped on top. They're beautiful, but I get really anxious when my hands get sticky and I'm out <laughs> and about, and it's not, they don't give you a plate with those milkshakes. It's very stressful. Okay, so we're not talking like a Blizzard or McFlurry, but the ones that are on Instagram that are yeah. like a foot over the glass <laughs> with like cotton candy and like a pretzel rod and all kinds of other chocolate covered and yeah yeah I know what you're talking about yeah I'm a a big milkshake fan and that is there's just too much going on like I I just paradox of choice I get overwhelmed Launched in Germany in 2008, 28 Black came to the market looking to provide an energy option that didn't quote taste like gummy bears 28 Black described itself as a premium, more natural proposition for those who are in need of a less synthetic energy boost. 
using only natural caffeine, no taurine, and only stevia in their sugar-free version. 28 Black has chosen to stick out for being different not only in their choice of formulation, but also in their choice of flavors, with such unique offerings as pink grapefruit mint, acai, sour cherry, and sour mango kiwi. So that brings us to the drink portion of our discussion. Today we've got the 28 Black Sour Mango Kiwi. Now, is this a product you've ever had before? No, never. I've never tried this before, actually. Okay. Now, I guess you're not drinking a lot of highly caffeinated products, being that you're a new mother, so energy drinks are probably not usually on the menu, correct? Not very high on the radar right now, no. And before you were a mom, is this something you ever did much of? Uh, in university, for sure, the all-nighter crew, but other than that, no, not too much. So what's that? You're smelling it there. It's a sour mango kiwi, which is a pretty interesting flavor. I don't think I've ever seen that offered with uh, like a Red Bull or something like that. What's uh, What are you getting in terms of the nose on that? Very mango forward, actually. I'm not picking up any kiwi just yet. It has that definite, distinct, like sweet energy drink smell to it. Right. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of mango as well. Like it almost, I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed. The mango actually doesn't smell super artificial. It actually smells kind of nice. But the kiwi, if it's there, is pretty subtle. So why don't you go ahead and give that a taste and give me your thoughts on that. Mm. Very fine bubbles to it. Like the, the uh, yeah, it's really nice actually. Good acidity to it. It's tart, not too sweet. Yeah, it, it does have good tartness. Like it's doing that thing where my salivary glands are kind of, you know, puckering up in the, in the sides of my neck there, mouth's watering a little bit. It's pretty nice. I've had some energy drinks that are, that are just terrible, and this doesn't have that really medicinal taste. Like it really tastes like it's got sourness, like a sour mango candy kind of. That's exactly it. It's something I would drink this like as a soda or something. It's very, very palatable. Not sure if I'm getting kiwi. What about you? Maybe on the finish there a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I've always found kiwi a really so like subtle flavor anyways, but yeah, it, whatever they've got in there, it's very compatible with the mango. It's a good mix. Okay, not too shabby on that one. I Just to make it fit into the theme, I chose it you know, for no other reason than its name, really. Not that I had anything good about it or even heard of it, but that, that wasn't too, too bad. All right, well, moving into the savory part of our show, do you consider yourself to be a savory or a sweet person? For me, it's about the pairings. If I'm having a salty snack, I need my Coke Slurpee alongside, you know, to balance it out. Sure. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So, and, and presumably if you, uh, so you're like a little bit of both, basically. Yeah. You're not leaning one way or the other. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of mood dependent as well. You know, sometimes I, I feel like chips and salsa or guacamole or that kind of thing. And, and other times I feel like, you know, English toffee. It's not a... Um, uh, I'm the same all the time. Although I probably, if you you know twisted my arm, I lean a little more towards sweet. Yeah, that's fair. Definitely situational for sure. Now, when I say comfort food, what immediately comes to mind? Cheese again is in there, like mac and cheese, heavy on the cheese, <laughs> extra cheese pizza, <laughs> for sure. Now, are you making your own pizza, or do you like bringing it in or, or delivery? Yeah, making my own, I'm a little too lazy for that. It's usually a more urgent need, and I don't want to be messing around with yeast at home and whatnot. So, yeah, more delivery. 
and any preferred brand or is it kind of a local mom and pop shop kind of place yeah the local places calgary has so many excellent pizza places everyone's got their favorite right excellent what's your favorite treat i mean you've talked about cheese we've talked about coke slurpees etc cetera, etc cetera, but if you had an, an all-time favorite and, and again a little bit of an indulgence what would you say it is cupcakes for sure caused a lot of tears during my pregnancy when there weren't enough cupcakes in front of me it's a big treat <laughs> excellent now I, I, i'm assuming these are cupcakes from local bakeries not ones that you're making yourself Absolutely. The ones you make yourself always taste like garbage when what you want to <laughs> make it, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So you, you brought up being pregnant, and I haven't known a lot of pregnant people, so I always ask this question because the old tired, hacky comic is that women want like pickles and ice cream, right? <laughs> Did you have any particular cravings other than cupcakes or any kind of odd stuff that you wanted? It was just the, the specificity of the cake was really odd and probably pretty frustrating for my husband. Like, crying very real tears over not having the Trace Light Chase cake in front of me from Bolero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a constant need. It was intense. Listen, Trace Light Cake Trace Light Chase cake is worth I think uh, crying a little bit over. Let's <laughs> let's just get that out of the way. Okay, we're going to get to the savory part of our review here, but first, some fun facts. <laughs> First made famous by an appearance on the Canadian show Dragon's Den, similar to the American show Shark Tank, Hard Bite Potato Chips have become a Canadian success story, but it's a David versus Goliath fight to stay fresh and relevant in a highly competitive industry. Owned by British Columbian potato farmers, Hard Bite had a quality product, all natural, handmade, kettle cooked potato chips, but sales were declining. Since our initial coverage on Dragon's Den, brand exposure had begun to wane and competition in the already crowded potato chip market was getting more and more intense. Hardbite's original branding and packaging no longer supported their premium position in the market, and even the Canadian-made message was getting lost. In 2011, it was time for a complete re-envisioning of the brand and developing a strategy for sustainable growth. After a package redesign and a product extension that included new potato chip flavors, along with vegetable chips such as parsnip and carrot, they have grown their business over 900% since 2011. All right, interesting. So we're looking at the Hard Bite Handcrafted Style Chips 18 Carat Gold. Love the pun there. As, as a fan of punny titles, I give them thumbs up just for that alone. Had you ever had this particular brand or product before? I've tried some hard bite chips before, but never the 18 karat gold. I haven't even seen it before. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and, and bust into those. Um, these are carrot chips, so they're not carrot-flavored potato chips. They are actually dried or fried, I suppose, carrots. They kind of look like sweet potato chips a little bit. You probably easily mistake them, except they're a little longer and, and narrower. Packaging is really nice. They've got a, a bunch of carrots. It looks like it was just pulled out of the earth. Dirt is kind of scattered along the, the package, and, and it's done a good job there. What do you think of that? Yeah, the packaging's great. That appeal to nature thing that's very hot right now in foods and snack foods. The carrot chips themselves, delicious. I could eat this whole bag. Yeah, you know, I was, I, I mean, I like carrots. There's something about removing the water from them that really just ups their flavor. Like, I, I was recently in Vancouver for work and went to a restaurant and they served this roasted carrot dish that was probably better than the entree I had. I, I, I could have eaten a pound of those roasted carrots with the charring and 
and oh my gosh, they're so unctuous and, and, and that kind of thing. These I was really impressed with. I didn't know what I was going to get going in, but yeah, I'm with you. I could easily eat a bag of them. Kind of sweet, kind of salty. Reminded me a little bit of a sweet potato chip, but I mean, they're both root vegetables. I guess that's kind of where the similarities end. They both got a lot of beta carotene. So maybe there's some similarities there. But yeah, flavor-wise, those were really good. And I'm trying to think of like, I know, would these go good with a dip? Would they go good in combination with something else? But I could easily eat them by themselves. Yeah, there's like a caramelization that happens, I think, a little bit with the sugars and the carrots that just really works here as a good food. Absolutely. It's, you know, you wouldn't mistake it for a potato chip, but, you know, I think it's kind of its own, you know, special category. All right. Before we get into our sweet review, what's a snack that you like either at the movies or if you're watching a movie at home? Definitely the combo of super buttery popcorn and Twizzlers, and obviously a large, large pop. Okay, when you said the combo of popcorn, I, I was going dot, dot, dot in my head, and the next thing I thought you were going to say was M&M's, because I've gotten that answer quite a bit. Now, have you ever tried popcorn and M&M's? I don't know if I have, but yeah, chocolate and popcorn, that's a good combo. Yeah, chocolate and salt, chocolate and popcorn. So interesting that you said Twizzlers, though, because I've not heard that. So the red Twizzlers, presumably? Yes. And buttered popcorn. Okay, all right. And so you're eating them, not you're not mixing them together, but you're eating like a bite of Twizzlers and a handful of popcorn. Exactly, yeah. And then, of course, the Coca-Cola product we have to give props to. <laughs> yes. Excellent. All right, well, that's you're the first person to give that answer. Do you have any favorite seasonal snacks, so things you can kind of only get once a year? Oh, good one. A very basic answer, but a lot of the Starbucks seasonal stuff, I love their fall and winter treats. Yeah. But I'm, and I know you can get these year round, I believe, but Terry's chocolate oranges for me are a Christmas only thing eaten the day after you've opened your stocking. Yeah, we did a, an episode recently. I don't know if you heard it, but uh, talking to a guy from the U.S., he had never tried a Terry's chocolate orange before. And so we did that. And that was really fun. It was actually my first time trying one because I grew up in the States and they're not a thing there. But in doing the research for it, I'm going to forget the number and I, I did have it, but something like 87% of British households get a Terry's chocolate orange in their stocking. And it's just like, that's, that's amazing. And now there's other, there's different flavors. There's milk, there's dark, there's um, chocolate with toffee. Do you have a preferred Terry's chocolate orange or just the original? The classic milk for sure. Yeah, really well done. And I love the, uh, like it actually looks like an orange and you know, it's not just a truffle that tastes like orange and chocolate. Like you crack it open, it's in slices and all that kind of stuff. All right. Do you have any odd combinations um, or snacks or treats that you like that maybe most would consider unusual? Uh, my husband makes fun of me for liking candy and treats that are like, he calls them old man candies. Like I like burgers <laughs> and licorice, all sorts, chicken bones, those candies. Yeah. I'm a big fan of burgers too, but I like toffee and buttery, caramelly kind of flavors. Mm. I'm going to have to do a little deeper digging on that licorice, all sorts thing. So you are a fan of black licorice then? Well, not you're one of those. <laughs> not like the really like harsh, salty licorice, but I like the all sorts because you get that like, you know, coconut layer around it or some chocolate in there. Yeah. Okay. So I think I've not tried all sorts because the way you're describing it, I had something different in my head. And I think I was thinking of, and I don't know if they have it here, but a candy that they used to have in the U.S. called Good and Plenty. And there was black licorice and some of it was candy coated. And yeah, do you remember that? Like large. They like look like cupcake sprinkles. A bit. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, I think here they, they're called goodies here. Maybe I've seen them. They should be called baddies. <laughs> <laughs> I won't disagree. <laughs> okay, so all sorts isn't super licorice-y then. It's got kind of a couple of things going on. Yeah, it's like a pick and mix kind of. There's like different 
pieces. And the one that my favorite, my introduction, I guess, my gateway licorice was, they're called the coconut wheels. So it's like yellow or pink sugared coconut coating. And then inside is just a core of licorice. So it's pretty, pretty nice. Okay. Okay. Well, I won't knock it until I try it. I was for <laughs> saying that you like all sorts. I was like, wait a second, you're not allowed, but I'm going to back up a little bit. <laughs> okay. Not to get macabre here, but if you were having a last meal, what snacks would be there? I had to actually make notes on this question because mm -hmm. that's a very overwhelming question. But for sure, my cheesies, my nacho cheesies, I gotta have a Coke Slurpee. Blue whale candies are my like deep-seated pleasure for sure. Is a blue whale kind of like a Swedish fish or? I would say similar in texture. We actually have this debate in our house all the time. We don't know what a blue whale is supposed to taste like. It just tastes sweet and amazing to me. Okay, and it's, it's kind of a gummy candy? Yeah, very gummy, sticks in the back of the molars, yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> My fave. Is it supposed to be like blue raspberry, do you think? Maybe originally. It really, yeah, I would love, if any of your listeners know what it's supposed to taste like, I would love to know that answer. Okay, listen, guys, a challenge for you. If you can answer for us what you think blue whales, if you have access to those, taste like, we are all ears, and I better track them down. So blue whales, I, I don't think I've ever seen those. They're, they're pretty incredible. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll take your word for it. Uh, anything else? Probably cupcakes since the pregnancy is still such a recent memory. And those, yeah, in terms of like junk foods, that really scratches all the itches. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's talk about the sweet today, which is the Fifth Avenue bar. Now, is this something you've tried before? No, I have not. All right. But before we get to that, some fun facts. <laughs> Luden's Inc. of Cough Drop fame introduced Fifth Avenue candy bars in 1936. The new bars were named after New York City's stylish Fifth Avenue. The original bars contained a crunchy peanut butter center topped with toasted almonds and coated in milk chocolate. Hershey purchased Luden's in 1986 and has been making Fifth Avenue candy bars ever since. Though no longer adorned with almonds, the retro bar still has the layers of crispy, toffee-like peanut butter that made it a treat worthy of such a rich-sounding name. So this is a crunchy peanut butter in a rich chocolate coating. So go ahead and open that bad boy up. Now what are you thinking as you, as you take a look at it and smell it? If you didn't know it was the Fifth Avenue, what would you think? Uh, what is this? say a crispy crunch it has that like layered toffee in it mm -hmm. yeah it looks nice uh the packaging is very simple which usually means the treat inside is going to be classic and delicious yeah i found the packaging to almost be retro i don't know if this is a, a necessarily a retro candy bar but it, it's not fancy and you know there's it's just kind of what you see is what you get the font even looks a little bit like something that might come out of the mad men era or something yeah, the brown packaging with the yellow and red writing is, yeah, very simple. So you said Krispy Crunch, and, and I agree, I think that, but the first thing I thought of was Butterfinger, which I guess is not that far off, yeah. but let's see what you think of the taste. Go ahead. Very crunchy, I noticed <laughs> right away. Um, I'll give you my thoughts while you're tasting there. So I noticed that it's, it's interesting. I had a really interesting texture. Like it's almost like a whole bunch of layers of the um, peanut buttery filling or the crunchy peanut butter filling. And so when you bite through it, you're like going crunch, 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 crunch. Like it's all these different layers, really, really thin layers, which kind of made it fun to, <laughs> to eat, if that makes sense. 
flavor-wise. It's kind of what you would expect from something that had chocolate and peanut butter in it. Maybe a, a little less sweet than how I remember a Butterfinger tasting. It's been a while since I've had a Butterfinger. What were your initial thoughts on it? This is delicious. <laughs> yeah, the peanut butter is great. Like a little bit salty, but like a nice simple milk chocolate outside. A little bit messy to eat. Yeah, I just broke off a piece and it kind of crumbled in my hands as I bit into it, but very delicious. Yeah, I have the same problem <laughs> over here. There's uh, there's going to be a little mess on my lap, but we'll deal with that later. But yeah, overall, I, I thought really well done. And I, I, I did like, and, and maybe because it is more of a retro bar, I might be ascribing things to it that aren't there, but maybe can newer candy bars are sweeter. Like it just seemed like a little bit, like you said, a little bit of saltiness and, and maybe a little more of an adult candy bar, if I can say so. Yeah, I think, and branding does like affect us so much psychologically as we enjoy it too. I think it does. It just really makes it, yeah, you just focus on the flavor and it's lovely. Fantastic. Now we're going to play a little game I like to call brand versus brand. This is where I take two different brands of a very similar product. You get to try them both and then you tell me what you prefer. Now I'm going to have to play it a little differently this time because one of the brands is obvious if you look at it, who the maker is, and from there you should be able to guess what you're actually eating. So I'm going to ask you to, I don't know, look up at the ceiling or close your eyes or whatever. I'm going to put two dishes in front of you. Let's have you try those and then you can tell me what you think. All right, so I placed the two dishes. <laughs> Amanda is sweating bullets over there <laughs> thinking, did he give me rat poison? What is this? <laughs> Go ahead and try whichever one you want, left or right, and tell us what you're going through. Hmm. We have a candy coating, mm -hmm. chocolate inside, milk, chocolate. And for those who can't see, is it is it a, a square, a, a, a bar? They're little circles. Okay, so circular kind of mm -hmm. discs. I think I know exactly what they are. Okay. How's the chocolate on that? So you, you, you identified chocolate. Is it... Mm -hmm. Sweet enough, too sweet, kind of where you like it. It's right where I like it. It's where I like it. This is actually, a, I think, a treat I enjoy regularly. Yeah. Okay. Now, the one next to it, go ahead and give that a try. So you're probably going to have a, a similar experience in terms of mouthfeel, but flavor should be slightly different. Mm -hmm. Candy coating, a little more of a fine coating, crunchy, round, but uh, more rounder in shape, in fact. The first one was flatter. Mm-hmm. I prefer the first one, for sure. I recognize it. Um, I think I'm tasting the difference between Smarties and M&M's. Right, you are, right, you are. That one might be a hard one to pull off for anyone who's had both before, <laughs> but I thought it'd be fun to, yeah. to see if you could identify it and if there might be you know, a difference between the two. You know, I agree with you. The, definitely the M&M has a finer coating. The Smarties, the coating is, is a bit thicker. I hadn't had them in a long time so I, I did sample them a, a bit this evening before I put them out in front of you and they're definitely two types of chocolate I guess the problem for me is that I grew up eating M&Ms and Smarties were something that I only was introduced to when I immigrated to Canada and so I think I just have a preference for it due to nostalgia mm -hmm. but I can easily eat either I could see that for sure and I, I think maybe it is a little like Canadian pride that makes me love the Smarties more I'm not sure <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> yeah now, have you ever had, Smarties only comes in the one flavor. Have you ever had any of the uh, M&Ms that, you know, there's peanut butter and caramel and hazelnut and there's all these different ones. Mm, and yeah. any favorites there? 
They had pretzel ones a little while ago. I don't know if they still have. Wow. Yeah, pretzel was good. And, of course, the peanut is, like, classic and fun. Classic, the peanut. I mean, that for years, you only had plain and peanut, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the peanut butter ones. I don't know if you've had those. I haven't yet, but I've seen them at the movies, actually. We reviewed them just our most recent show was National Peanut Butter Day, and so we reviewed them, and they are pretty good. I think they're giving uh, Reese's Pieces a run for their money. Well, I'll definitely have to try them. <laughs> now, it's time for junk mail. As a reminder, you can reach us at by email at junkfoodiespod at gmail.com or on Twitter and Facebook at junkfoodiespod. Our message today comes from Layla, who says, Hey, junk foodies. I grew up enjoying going to various county fairs, I almost said country, and carnivals in my area, and as such, developed a taste for carny cuisine. <laughs> the king of which, to me, is the corn dog for savory and the funnel cake for sweet. Do you have any carnival food you like? Well, Layla, uh, thank you for writing in. I don't know if you know, but we are in Calgary, so we have one of the world's most famous carnivals, the Calgary Stampede, every year. So I think we're, we're well poised to answer this question. Any immediate things come to mind for you? I haven't been to Stampede in a while, but... Every year, I have a few favorites. I have to get a corn dog, an elephant ear, so one of those large discs of fried dough, for those of you not familiar, and always a pineapple whip, a dole whip. Ah, uh, yes, the, the dole whip. That's that's good stuff. That's like heaven in a cup. I am a big fan of the classic mini donuts. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of cinnamon and sugar, So and you, know, you add some fried dough in there, and what's not to like... I have to, is an elephant ear and a funnel cake kind of the same thing, or is funnel cake completely different? She mentioned funnel cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say definitely the same genre, like a fried sweet dough, and you can often find them at the same cart, but the elephant ears just got that like really chewy, doughy, toothsome feel to it that I just can't get enough of. <laughs> that sounds great. I've never had an elephant ear, but apparently I need to try it. So n- notice that I instantly went with the sweet thing, so I think that <laughs> says you know where my priorities are. In terms of... I mean, nowadays, the food's gotten so crazy and kind of out there. You know, like, there's so many different things you can get, and you can get deep-fried Mars bars and all that kind of stuff. But I, I'm kind of, with you know, sticking with the classics. So beyond the mini donuts, yeah, I guess I'd have to go with a, a good old-fashioned corn dog. I mean, mm-hmm. what's there not to love? A little bit of mustard, and, and away you go. Yeah, grease, too. Lots of yeah, yeah, grease, grease important. <laughs> and an ice-cold Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for this, Amanda. I really appreciate your time. Now, I did mention earlier that you do uh, write a food blog. Uh, If you'd like to plug that and anything else you do on social media, please do. Sounds good. You can find me at hungryincalgary.com or on uh, Instagram and Facebook at hungryincalgary. Awesome. Definitely going to check you out there and, and see what you do. Thank you guys for listening once again. And as I always say, as a wise man once said, do everything in moderation, including moderation. Bye. Bye.